Welcome to Navigate Part 5, Ritualize. It's a normal human experience that you might be driving somewhere and you get there and you're like, wait a second, how did I get here? I don't even remember the last couple of turns. Not that you blacked out or something, but just like you lost the ability to be present in that moment. We could think about this like an altered state of consciousness. There's a distraction that's occurring. See, not only does it happen in that, but we, we switch to the other extreme where there are moments where we're just so connected to the present. We feel everything. And then there's a gradient of experiences in between. We can go from everything distracted to full presence. We can go from an agonizing, painful moment to something that feels like it's got a lot of bliss to it. We can have a bad dream and wake up in a bad mood. We can have a good dream and wake up in a good mood. Uh, watching Survivor with my kids one night and at the end of the show, you know, they'll bring in for the last like big uh, exercise or obstacle course where they're trying to get immunity. They will bring in family members so that the contestants can feel the support and love of the family. And there was this one player who kind of like gave it half effort continually in all the challenges. And then they brought his wife there. She's watching him play. He got so juiced from that, so excited, so fired up. He played in that challenge like he hadn't yet. He gave it his best. What was happening? He could have been playing that way the whole time. Something shifted the way he was experiencing himself. Uh, the state he was in, the consciousness that he was having within himself, the experience of that shifted. Now, what I'm fascinated by is the ability to do that intentionally. What a lot of us don't realize is we are playing into the ways that we are being conditioned to behave, to lead. You could be the leader of a team. It could be your team. It could be your business. And yet the people in that meeting have conditioned you to be a certain way. So I want to peel back a little bit of the science on this, and we're going to use some terms that aren't normally used in a conversation around leadership to help you make sense of what it means to be at your absolute best in leading yourself. So for a lot of people, what they don't realize is the term trigger is actually a neutral term. It can mean something positive or negative. So we think about it negative. Oh, trigger warning. So there's been some kind of experience you've had and what you're about to view, watch, or hear about might take you back to that experience you had. That's PTSD. Your brain has such a powerful experience that it wires around that powerful experience that trauma gets stored in your body. So it's a combination of neurology and physiology that results in a psychology. When you go through that experience, you're, you're not like 33 experiencing this moment. It triggers you back to when you were seven and your brain actually literally thinks, oh, I'm seven experiencing this right now. Then the reaction occurs because you've been triggered. How the brain fires together, it wires together. The more pow powerful the firing or the experience, the deeper the wiring. Now, here's what, before we knew any of that about brain science, societies have known for thousands of years. That you can use rituals to train psychological states. You can use rituals to train psychological states. Now, rituals are going to do one or two things. They are going to reinforce shame 
how bad you suck, what's wrong with you. Some of you right now are in an experience at work where there's some kind of ritual where the team leader may do something negative that's shaming. That's a ritual. It's reinforcing shame. Healthy rituals remove shame. So they actually take us to a place that we're purging our body of shame. I forget the scientist, someone that said this, that ecstatic states basically heal the body of shame. Ecstatic states where we feel completely shame-free, where we feel unshameable, rewire the brain. Because again, the brain's going to wire around the more powerful experience it has. So when we have these ecstatic states, we get to see the rewiring or we get to feel the rewiring within ourselves. So if I'm going to take you deeper on this, we're going to go back to the car analogy. Because remember, we're in the car and first we notice the windshield. I'm, I'm more than the experiences I'm having. I'm more than the thoughts. I'm more than the feelings. I'm noticing I'm having all of these experiences. And then I, I have this antenna and I see that the things that are insecure in me where I want to prove and I'm trying to convince myself or others of something or hide, I'm diminishing, I'm withdrawing when I'm proving or hiding. As that starts to get noticed by me, I get behind that and I, and I notice the daydreams, the desires of who I really am the received daydreams, and then that turns into action, and I'm going to take a turn, and I'm going to do something. And as I take a turn now, I've stepped into a moment of growth. So I'm driving down the road, and I want to go this way. Lost, feeling lost isn't scary, it's exciting, and I take this turn, and I come around, and there's a beautiful vista that I didn't even know was there. And I pull over out of the car, and I take a camera out, and I take a picture. What am I doing in taking a picture? I'm memorializing this moment. I'm, I'm going, this happened here and it's beautiful. What did they do throughout time to mark a moment? Created a ritual. So you see this where they might take a, a stack of rocks and, and stack them up and go, this happened here. It was beautiful. It was powerful. It, it inspired something in me. It took me out of myself. It was transcendent, but it was also imminent. And it, it brought me a centering. It brought me into myself in a, in a secure way. This place is something special. We might use the word mystical here. Mystical. Now, when I use this term mystical, I think of a quote by Joseph, Joseph Campbell that the, I think it was him, the psychotic drowns in in the waters that the mystic swims in in delight what we learned at the end of the last navigate session was how to start putting our toes into this mystical mystical experience receiving at the daydream level something about who we've been before remembering and we start to assemble the future of who we could become what we've got to do is capture this moment ritualize it so that, just like the negative experience, the positive, how the brain fires together, it wires together, we can embed this into our body physiologically, let the brain neurologically wire around it, and then we have a psychological upgrade. We become something more. When you learn to take a picture, to build a ritual, to be the kind of person who doesn't let these moments pass, you will reinforce shifts in your life. So a three-part process here. Number one, train yourself to see these moments. You train yourself to see. How are you going to do that? 
What you've got to do is when a special moment occurs, and by special I just mean you notice something within yourself that you're really excited about, a future potential you're proud of, something that's in you, you're feeling secure, comfortable in who you are, it's an external circumstance that was very validating or encouraging, whatever it is, when you have that moment occur, you want to train yourself to see it. How are you going to do that? It's very simple. You capture it in some way. That's what I mean by take a picture. You, you might make a note of it on your phone. I'm doing this all the time. You might take a screenshot. <laughs> you might take a picture with your phone. I think that's a practical, easy way to do this and go, ooh, this happened here. You train yourself to see it. Now, as you train yourself to see it and you capture it, you train to see, then you gain through glee or happiness. You're going to gain the insight when you come back to that moment and you mine it for all its growth. How are you going to do that? You're looking at that picture. You're looking at that moment. You're looking at whatever it is that you captured and going, okay, what does this tell me about who I am, about who I was before shame started driving me and about who I can become as I become more and more shame free. And to enter into the ritual, to enter into the ability to construct the ritual, I should say, is to, to slow down enough to gain this insight. Look, I really do believe this. We've lived for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years processing our lives more often than not around a fire at night. You do a fire pit one time now, people are like, oh, I did the fire pit this weekend. It's so relaxing. Why? Because you're gaining the insight. You're gaining through glee. You're catching up with yourself. For too many of us, we're not having enough experiences where we catch up with ourselves. So if we're going to be the kind of people who transform, who lead ourselves first, we're going to build rituals. How are we going to start this process of building rituals? We train ourselves to see we know that the ritual is going to create some kind of freedom. So we're looking for an insight to gain through glee. Last, we abstain for mastery. We abstain for mastery. When rituals are not removing shame from your life, but instead they're reinforcing shame, you've got something that you're doing to numb out. It could be a religious expression that you have. You're, you're a part of some kind of religious expression that reinforces shame, that, that lies to you about who you are, that, that tells you you're, you're so terrible and you're so flawed, which can make you start to think you have to complete these rituals to be whole. Uh, you might be in, in a completely different space than some kind of religious expression and just think, I can use my mind to make me whole and I'm going to get enough rational thinking and I'm going to think myself whole, which that doesn't work either. We actually have to position ourselves for experiences. We experience ourselves whole. And so wherever you find yourself, when you've got some kind of ritual that's already in place that helps you numb out or that reinforces shame, you are doing a practice that's causing you to miss the moment of transformation. So easy for this to happen. You know, I've been in places in life where you end a hard day and you have you have to have that drink to shift, right? Whatever it is, you want to abstain for mastery. If something is mastering you, abstain from it. And then look to build a ritual that will transform you. What does that ritual look like for you? 
lots of different ways that expresses itself. You know, our, our, our core program where we lead people through transformation called Figure That Shift Out, we actually give people specific rituals to do that we know are going to produce the most impact. For this piece here, it's wide open. What does it look like for you to explore, to experiment? Now, I can tell you some of these that are effective, processing, any kind of ritual where you process something and you release it, right? It could be writing a letter, expressing something that way. Look for ways though. I mean, for years when I came home, I would put the car in park. My ritual was to process three thoughts. I'm not defined by how much I did or didn't get done today, but who I'm becoming because of my choices. I'm going to go in there and serve them with all I have. And I'm going to go in there and draw life from them. You know, rather than what some parents feel like where my kids are sucking the life out of me. That was a ritual I had. Now, I've built rituals in my life around when I need to shift. So look for those ways that you need to shift. Capture the picture when something shows up. I want to get more out of this moment. And then walk yourself through this progression. Train yourself to see the depth of it. Gain it. Gain the insight. Get the glee, the joy from it. And then abstain for mastery. Watch for ways that you numb out and you try to really keep a repetitive reinforcing of shame. Remove it by creating a ritual that sets you free. Throughout thousands of years of history, this is why people would sing, why they would dance around the fire, play the drums. Find something that draws you out of the insecurity of who you are. <laughs>